Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. So today we're going to discuss antitrust. My favorite. Laura loves this topic. I do. We briefly touched on the topic of antitrust in our episode on social media pitfalls, but today we're going to have a more in-depth discussion of antitrust issues in the real estate world. So antitrust, the word is thrown around a lot in the real estate industry. So before we delve in, let's define it so that we're all on the same page. Laura, what is antitrust law? The short version is that antitrust prohibits unreasonable restraints on trade. Antitrust law is made up of a core set of federal and state laws that we'll discuss in just a minute. In general, antitrust concerns arise when a group of competitors, such as real estate agents, attempt to interfere with competition. For example, fixing prices or a collective boycott of a certain vendor. This is particularly problematic in the real estate industry because real estate agents operate as a group of competitors. That's what you are by nature, but you have to cooperate in order to conduct your business. Antitrust laws are designed to protect consumers from unfair business practices by making sure that fair competition exists in the economy. So let's do a really quick overview of some of the laws that are in place. This is going to be a little bit technical, but it's really important that you understand what the laws are so that you can understand how to properly operate within them. Absolutely. So the first is the Sherman Act. This is a federal law and it outlaws every contract, combination, or conspiracy in restraint of trade, such as price fixing, market allocations, bid rigging, unlawful monopolies, and it also prohibits agreement among competitors and provides for criminal penalties. So I just dropped a lot of words. Yes. Um, So let's delve into which each of those are so you actually have an understanding of what is prohibited. So the first is price fixing. That's when you and a competitor agree to a, a set price or in the real estate industry it'd probably be a commission so i'm going to charge x amount why don't we all charge x amount right that way we'll all make more money don't do that uh, market allocation is when you agree that certain clients from you know for example this side of town will use the services of one brokerage firm and clients from the other side of town will use a different brokerage firm you're allocating who has access to what part of the market again between or among competitors Bid rigging is when you and competitors agree on who will win a certain bid and change who wins the bid by agreeing with each other. So you and me are going to bid on this project. I'll win this time, but the next time we bid, you can win. Right, exactly. Unlawful monopolies. Now, there are lawful monopolies, uh, but unlawful monopolies arise when a business has exclusive control over a good or service in an area, but not due to kind of the superior or innovative product or service. A, a better mousetrap. If you build a better mousetrap, you may end up with a, mon- a, a monopoly. monopoly. But that would be a legal one. Um, monopolies are e- illegal if they're established or maintained through improper contract conducts, such as exclusionary or predatory acts. So, so in other words, like if I drop the price of a widget so low and I'm taking a loss because I can afford to do that for a couple of quarters in a way that you can't compete because I've made it so hard for you to make any money, you're going to go out of business and then I can jack the, the price, price back up. up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two more acts that we want to talk about. Um, well, three of them. The FTC and Clayton Acts are both federal acts. They prohibit practices that harm competition, but do not necessarily fit into the Sherman Act category of conduct. So this would ban unfair methods of competition and unfair 
or deceptive acts or practices, but there are no criminal penalties under the FTC and Clayton Acts. And the final law that we want to talk about is the Virginia Antitrust Act. So everything else we've talked about has been federal. Let's talk about state now. The Virginia Antitrust Act prohibits contract, combination, or conspiracy in restraint of trade or commerce. It prohibits conspiracy, combination, or an attempt to monopolize or monopolization of trade or commerce. And it prohibits discrimination in price or services or facilities furnished or in payment for services or facilities to be rendered. And it does provide for civil penalties. So there's a whole lot there. A lot of it Kate already covered. Um, so once again, any contract combination or conspiracy, and that's basically as broad, any, any way you can come up with an agreement between people, whether it's formalized or not, that would restrain trade or any attempt to monopolize or the actual mo monopolization of something. Um, and then there's a prohibition on the discrimination in price or services or facilities furnished. And that's kind of what I was already talking about, where I'm going to drop my prices super low so that Kate can't afford to continue to compete with me. Or let's say I like Kate, but I don't like maybe Aaron quite so much. And so I'm going to go ahead and give Kate... Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. But I'm going to give Kate a really, really good deal when I'm supplying her with widgets. But I'm going you know, to give her a discount, but I'm going to charge Aaron full price in order to put Aaron out of business. So I've mentioned civil penalties and Kate mentioned some criminal penalties. So Kate, what exactly are those penalties? So on the civil side, it can be automatic triple damages. So three times whatever the damages are. Injunctive relief, you need to stop what you're doing. Um, fines. And then your ENC um, coverage usually covers defense, but not damages. So they pay for the attorney to defend you, but if you get fined, that's out of pocket. Right. So know what your insurance covers, what liability you have, and be very careful. Well, don't engage in antitrust practices actually would just be a better statement. Yeah. <laughs> so, Laura, what are the criminal side? On the criminal side, you could face possible prosecution by the Department of Justice, and that's going to be federal, um, penalty of up to a million dollars per violation for each individual, and up to 10 years in prison for each offense. So... And generally, if the federal government's coming after you, it's not just because of one antitrust complaint. It's usually several. So um, now, are, are you guys starting to understand why this is such a big deal and why we harp on antitrust at every single one of our things? I kind of hope so. I, yeah, I hope so. As we stated earlier, the real, real estate uh, industry invites antitrust issues because you guys are a group of competitors that compete and cooperate on a daily basis. You work with agents from other firms to make sure deals go through, but you also compete with those same agents for clients. So where do the antitrust issues usually arise in the real estate industry? So Kate, the first one is going to be the multiple listing service. And there is a huge potential to influence a marketplace or, you know, for multiple companies to come together and collude. That's the whole purpose of a multiple listing service is for multiple companies who are competitors to work together to share information. Um, now, this is one of those things that, you know, when done properly, there is a carve out because the federal government has acknowledged that there are certain services or things that would not exist if not for competition, for competitors right. working together. And the multiple listing service is one of those. So that if it's done in a certain way, it's going to be okay. Another thing that can be very problematic in the real estate industry are trade associations. So once again, that's competitors working together to improve the industry. If you're ever... Um, been to any of our meetings, you've heard our antitrust statement read before the meeting, and you'll notice that it is a part of every single agenda that is sent out for every one of our committees or meetings or things like that. 
because as soon as people get in a room and start talking, it's very easy for people to start straying into, well, I think that the commission should be this, or this is what I always charge. And if you'll recall from our definitions and when we were talking earlier, it is any contract combination or conspiracy. And those don't have to be formal. Those don't have to be written down. It can be a wink and a nod. It can be... It can be with friends over dinner. Right. So that's why trade associations quickly find themselves in problems or people who are at those meetings could find themselves in trouble. And that's why Virginia Realtors is so careful and takes this so seriously to make sure that you guys are protected and do not get involved in any antitrust issues when you're at any of our meetings. Absolutely. So Kate, and what what other types Um, of issues are there? Another issue, and we, again, we touched on this earlier in our social media episode, but social media, it's competitors discussing business issues, even if it's just on a friendly level. Remember, you can never take off your real estate licensee hat once you have that license. So if you're complaining about someone over on social media, there is certainly that it's a very high potential for someone else to jump in on that. And all of a sudden you might have a group boycott. So be careful what you say on social media, because once you start the conversation, you really can't predict where it's going to go. Right. Remember your, the law, the lesson from your mother when you were a child, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's one way to avoid getting in trouble. So let's take it to the legal hotline. Our first question, I'm worried that I'm not charging my clients enough of a percentage. How can I figure out the right amount to charge them without discussing it with agents from other firms? So this is potentially a huge issue. Asking other real estate licensees about the amount that they charge their clients would be engaging in anti-competitive behavior and potentially viewed as price fixing. So there are a couple of different ways that you can determine whether you are charging a fair market value. First of those would be to bring up your concerns with your broker and say, you know, I feel like I am worth more than I'm making right now. How can I handle that? The second thing is to talk to your clients and ask them about their experiences with you because they may be able to say you were fantastic here are all the things that you did that were really good that i didn't expect because then you can use those as a marketing tool to say well this is why i think i am entitled to more money with your next client and third you can talk to the other agents at your firm so while technically you're a competitor with the people at your firm since you're all independent contractors or usually are independent contractors sometimes you're all employees when you're within the same brokerage, then you're not dealing with actual competitors under the law. So you can talk to other agents at your firm about what they do, how they handle these types of things. And you can ask them if they have any experience with different rates, whether that worked for them, whether that didn't work for them, things like that. So Kate, I was really unhappy with how a contractor treated some of my clients. I was complaining to a real estate licensee about him and she immediately said that she would make sure to never use him and she was gonna make sure to tell all of her colleagues as well. Should I have done something differently? So when she suggested that she was going to implement kind of that group boycott, Mm -hmm. you should have immediately told her not to do that because it was anti-competitive behavior. It's important to stop any discussions that could be violating antitrust law and disassociate yourself by voicing opposition. So you want to shut it down. Well, and you mean opposition to the quote unquote agreement that might be occurring, not necessarily in this case, you wouldn't go, oh, no, 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 never mind. I, I take back what I said. I didn't think they did a bad right. job it would be no 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 i disagree with you that also. we should not engage in a group boycott there we go that is not appropriate there we go in the future you could avoid those types of situations by complaining about the contractor without mentioning the name you mm-hmm. could say i've been having a problem with a contractor instead of joe smith contractor mm-hmm. 
Um, or you can also complain to someone who's not a competitor in the industry. Remember, antitrust law arises when competitors engage in this right. anti-competitive behavior. Great resources to always, you can talk to your broker about any issues you're having. Right. Even though the intention was not to create any type of group boycott, remember, antitrust laws don't require intent. It can be a per se violation just by mentioning the mentioning of a a group boycott even when you weren't really trying to create one right so another question we sometimes hear about this is like okay well but then how do like angie's list and things like that exist and the reason for that is because those are not the the consumers are not competitors right so you know if you're posting a review on some kind of a review website that's not going to necessarily be leading towards a group boycott unless the review site is only for other realtors in which case it could create a problem Certainly. So for our final question, I have a new idea for how to charge clients commission that has been really successful for me. I'd like to make a class and teach other real estate licensees how to use my method and make it profitable for them. Would this be problematic? Yes, Kate, this is definitely a red flag and could be seen as price fixing. Anytime you are talking to a group of competitors about a specific way to make money, it could be seen as anti-competitive for the consumer. Your best bet would be to continue to use your innovative business ideas in your firm and let those other firms make their own business decisions. Once again, you've built a better mousetrap and eventually that word about that mousetrap might get out and other people might start to adopt it. Just like when a new, you know, when uh, smartphones first came out, there was one and eventually everybody else figured out how to reverse engineer it. You use your innovative business model one time with a client, and then when that client goes to use another realtor, they may mention it. Hey, why don't you do your, you know, commissions this way? Word may get out that way, but you should not be the one out there teaching this class. So let's talk about some ways that you can limit your risk. So first, as a broker, make sure that your agents are educated on antitrust issues, because that's really, really essential that everybody knows as much as they can about this. Know what actions are prohibited and understand what they are for uh, what they are. For example, price fixing. And next, be careful of what you share with competitors. Remember, certain violations do not require intent. Simply by saying something, you could be violating whether you mean to or not. One thing I also find useful in uncomfortable situations is to have kind of that standard line to use. Um, so if someone brings up something you view as anti-competitive, um, have have something in your back pocket, you know, ha- know that your line is, hey, I'm worried this could be seen as anti-competitive behavior. We should talk to our brokers and stop this discussion. Absolutely. Have that in your back pocket so you're always prepared and have a polite exit, but a firm way to stop it, uh, to stop the discussion. And with antitrust, it's always better to go, whoa, 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 hold on. I think this might be problematic. And then you can resume the discussion if it's not but it's better to stop it before it strays too far into dangerous territory. Right. And then finally, always you can always discuss your business concerns with your broker and make sure not to discuss your business concerns with competitors. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates. When we have new episodes, you can search for Virginia Realtors and you'll find us. As a member of Virginia Realtors, you have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. 
The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We may note warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.